Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Coffee Clutch. This is Marianne Russo. I have the beautiful Mae Wilkinson on um, hosting the tweet chat tonight over using um, the hashtag TCK. I am just honored to have my two guests on tonight. Um, tonight is our last Wednesday night um, blog talk radio. We are going back to our roots and we will be doing tweet chats on Wednesday nights. We'll still be doing our talk radio on Sunday nights and we have our new network which is five nights a week um, for you. But tonight we have Shannon Rosa. Shannon is the co-founder and editor of the Thinking Person's Guide to Autism. She is Blog Her's contributing editor for parenting children with special needs. And uh, she has just become a fierce advocate for children with autism and the use of iPads. Um, Her site, Squidalicious, is just incredible, and we're going to be discussing that with her. Gary James, what can I say? What this man has done and how he is changing the world and changing the lives of families um, with children with special needs through this technology is just amazing, and you are just going to be in awe. So please welcome Shannon Rosa and Gary James. How are you? Here. Hi. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. And, uh, and uh, Gary very generously is going to be giving away an iPad to a lucky winner tonight, so you can call in. The number is 646-595-2881 if you have a special needs child and Um, This technology can help. So, Gary, why don't I start with you? Um, You know, I I understand that you also have special needs children, and that's how you got started in all this. But, I mean, it just seems that in such a short period of time you've accomplished so much. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in this? Uh, Sure. Um, You know, we have have six children altogether, and two of them are special needs. Um, My eldest, who is uh, 18, actually, um, was uh, obviously not really involved with the iPad. She's grown and away at college now. But Benjamin, who's on the spectrum, um, was diagnosed at a young age on the, on the on the spectrum, and he also has epilepsy. And um, the way we got involved was just to try to find, like any other parent would, try to find a way to help him in any way possible. And um, I think just being a guy and a and a bit of a you know a geek, um, when the iPad came out. We were one of the first in line to get it, and uh, once we had that in our hands, uh, we were amazed as as parents of what it could do. Um, And then when we put it in front of our our children, um, just looking at the way they interacted with it, without any instruction, without being told what anything was, um, kind of opened our eyes. And it was something we thought that if if he can uh, do these sort of fine motor skill things without being told what to do, uh, or without any instruction, just from instinct, um, there's something promising here. So that's how we, uh, you know, we started looking at apps and we started to uh, download them and see what was appropriate for him. Um, and that's really how it all started, without going into uh, the detail of the uh, of the website. But that's how we got involved with the iPad. And Shannon, you have a similar story because your son Leo, who you write beautifully about. Um, you had a similar experience. We did, actually. Um, I actually had not intended to get an iPad. I'm uh, a little bit leery of new technology sometimes. I, I don't like to be the first-generation adopter. But um, I won an iPad in a school raffle, and I brought it home, and Leo just took off with it. I mean, it's similar to what 
what Gary was describing and how intuitive it was for him. And I think also in Leo's case, you know, a lot of children with special needs and with autism learn atypically. And with Leo, the fact that he was getting all this input, not just visually, but um, with, again, like the motor skills and with the audio and all these different formats for learning and all these different opportunities for learning and all these engagement with all the motivation and the games and the animations, I mean, it made a huge difference for him. He's never really been motivated like that before, and that's, I think, what the difference is. It's it's motivating, the iPad. Right, and, and they, they, these kids just seem to have, it's almost like they're wired for it. Uh, you know, it just comes so naturally, it seems, to these children. So, you know, why don't we start talking about, um, you know, what differences it makes? Because I think that I, I'm not sure that, you know, our listeners really are aware of all of the benefits because, um, you know, obviously it, it helps them with communication and learning. But, I mean, these really can have a social value as well. So, um, Gary, why don't you start and then Shannon, you know, what, do you see as the benefits? And start by ages. I mean, start with the younger kids, and then this goes, you know, through the teen years, and I would assume adults on the spectrum as well. Okay. Yeah, there's there's absolutely no doubt, and Shannon is going to be much more of um, uh, an expert at the, the older age groups than I certainly am. Obviously, I'm very much concentrated on, uh, you know, where my child is right now, and Benjamin is six. So, we concentrate very much on what's missing uh, in his, not missing, but what he has to work on for his development. So, you know, the apps out there range um, anywhere from, uh, you know, the very basic learning, the ABCs and the one, two, threes and the colors, uh, all the way up to the amazing um, communication apps like, you know, touch chat and, and the speech apps like uh, speech easy. Uh, the, those are, those are the apps that are really, um, revolutionizing the way that children um, almost have a new lease on life because now they can use that iPad to do things that they could never do before without um, either spending a, an, an, an enormous amount of money on something like a Dynavox system um, to be able to communicate or um, not even be able to do that and just going through life without having to, you know, using pecs and picture cards and, 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 uh, and boards at home. So the iPad can certainly uh, open up um, a new lifeline to those children. But, um, you know, starting off with uh, uh, basic apps like First Words Deluxe, where they, they learn how to put the letters in order and they drag them to the certain boxes to make a word like and and fox and box and going on to things like Bob's books. Um, they're all very engaging. And they're engaging because, you know, number one, they're bright and colorful. They play music. Um, and they they're easy to use you know all of these apps use basically your finger um we've we've tried to go on a little bit from uh just having him use his finger and we we now use an app that is um spaceboards and they have workbooks uh, all the way up from pre-k to i think fifth grade um and they're basically the same as you would get a book in school um, and you'd go through the certain exercises for each grade. So he's on now, he's holding a stylus. Um, so we're teaching him how to hold a stylus properly, just like holding a pen. And he's tracing lines, and he's tracing letters, and he's joining shapes together and things like that. Um, and as you go through those books, it's as if you would do them in a classroom, do the same exercise in a classroom. So when he does come home from school, the first thing we do is we sit down and we get right back into that. Um, we spend about an hour a day 
going through the exercises that we feel uh, are important for him to be learning right now. So um, there are so many apps out there. It's very, very hard to say what is good because it's really very dependent on where your child is at in their development. Um, there certainly are lots and lots of really great apps out there, but again, what may be good for me may not be good for my next door neighbor. So we tend. So then, to how how does a parent how does a parent find um, what's best? I mean, do you have that as a resource, Me, Shannon? Do you have that listed on Squidalicious? Yeah, I have a I have a autism apps spreadsheet that um, I go through, and I've listed the apps that we think work for Leo, and also I collaborate on it with a uh, speech therapist who uses AAC devices and articulation apps because I personally actually Leo doesn't really use it so much for communication, and then also an adult with autism who contributes as well to make it kind of a well-rounded spreadsheet. Um, it's certainly not as comprehensive as what Gary has put together on apps for children with special needs, and we actually include a lot of his videos, but it basically lists them by name, and it puts the price point and a link to the iTunes store and a link to the review and a link to the video if it's possible, if the videos are available. So, yeah, I mean, I in terms... Of, of the apps that, that we like and the ones that are appropriate for kids like Leo. Leo, um, you know, his autism is pretty intense, and so he does also use a lot of apps like the um, Bob Books and the First Words. But, again, the, the thing that I've really seen for him and for kids like him is this opportunity for incidental learning is what we like to call it, the fact that you can take apps like uh, one that we use is called Penultimate, which is also a notebook app, but it's freeform. And we can sit down and practice writing and uh, word recognition with him anywhere, anytime that we have downtime. We have all these different apps, um, like the, the whole Duck, Duck, Moose series, like the Word Wagon and uh, Park Math and things like this, and we can work on these concepts anywhere. And I think that's one of the real benefits as well. Uh, but it also works really well, I think, socially. You talked about that before. For um, older kids, one of the things that I've seen is the iPad is actually kind of a social lubricant for a lot of kids who use things. You talked before, Gary talked before, about things like the Dynavox, and those definitely have their roles. I mean, the iPad's not going to be the perfect AAC device for every child who needs one. But... Um, you know, um, also with the, uh, a Dynavox, they can be they can identify you as a child who is different. Not that that's a bad thing, but you know, sometimes kids are hesitant. And with an iPad, people think that they're cool, and people gravitate towards kids who have iPads. And we've actually seen that at a local right. school. They've been using the the kids who are in an inclusion class are they all have iPads, and they've been basically using the iPads as bait to get all the other kids to come and do social skills classes with these kids, and everybody wants to do it because everybody wants to go and play with the iPads. Um, right. And, and then, what about, um, you know, storyboards? I know that a lot of children on the spectrum really need to know um, their day um, yes. or their week or holidays. And, you know, are there, <clears throat> are there apps that help with that as well? Definitely. There are a couple that I can think of would be um, – uh, first then visual schedule, which actually is a visual schedule, and I can tell you that that has saved me many times, um, especially with an iPad 2 with the built-in camera. I can just go and uh, take pictures of things right there and build a visual schedule with the icons and the labels in 10 minutes. I've done it. If 
occasionally if Leo has been upset because he needs to know what's happening next in our day, I have literally pulled off to the side of the road and used stored photos on the iPad or used, I have a 3G iPad so I can download them from the Internet and built him a quick visual schedule and gotten us, you know, basically gotten him happy. And he needs, you know, he's, he, it's hard for him to understand what's going on around him sometimes. And this gives him visual cues and helps him understand what we're going to doing and makes him, you know, satisfied and happy. Mm-hmm. Another one for kind of more general transitions and general understanding is uh, stories to learn. I don't think I don't know if you know that one, but you can uh, upload pictures and put audio over them and make your own custom audio storybooks. And the great thing about that is you can do the voiceover. So a child who uses it, like Leo, is is not quite. He's learning to read, but he's not there yet. But he can still use it because he can touch the pictures and have custom narration of his own storybook. And the thing is, any parent who has taken the time to make these kind of storybooks and social stories and visual schedules for their child, you know it takes hours and hours to, to right. you know, take the photos, upload them, laminate them, and all this stuff. And I can tell you, I taught a, an iPad workshop last week in, in uh, San Jose, and when I showed, I just I did a storybook right there in Stories to Learn. I took a picture of the audience uh, and did the voiceover and the labeling right there in two seconds, and everybody, like a room full of 100 people, everybody gasped. Because it was so easy and so effective. It was really amazing. The technology is just amazing. I mean, Gary, you know, to me it seems also that this is a regulatory tool. Mm -hmm. Because any parent that has a child with severe special needs and and especially behavioral issues, you know, being proactive is key. So, you know, Gary, what do you see as far as how this helps a nonverbal child that has a very hard time, very frustrated not being able to communicate? And do you find that it also helps the child connect with the parent in some way, the relationship? Um, yeah, I think it does uh, everything you just mentioned. I, I think... Um you know, be, having a child that is nonverbal. Our son was nonverbal into his, you know, past his third birthday. Um, and we didn't have the iPad back then. I wish, I wish it had come out back then. But um, there's, uh, you know, there are obviously apps out there that help with children that are nonverbal. Proloquo to Go is probably the most well-known one. Obviously, it came out at the beginning uh, when uh, you know the iPads first came out, and there's Touch Chat. Uh, there's Grace, which is out there, which doesn't actually talk for you, but it gives you pictures that you can use, like pecs. Um, but it gives, uh, you know, it gives these kids, um, it, it gives them a voice. And 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 I think the the things that uh, attract the children to this device is um, kind of the same thing that attracts. This may sound silly, but guys to cars or TVs or computers, they they look cool. Um, they're attractive because they've got a lot of bells and whistles or they do funny things or they make noises or you can do things with them. But, again, the best apps are usually the ones that are the most simple. Um, so right. being able to put two squares on a page and have it say yes or no or uh, lunch or dinner or apple or orange um, will open up a whole world to a child that's nonverbal. When he can go out to his iPad and say uh, and press two or three buttons that, that tell somebody that I want chocolate milk, um, as a parent, you'll the first you'll start crying. I mean, this is a communication without voice, um, so it's it's a huge deal. Um, and there are there are many apps that uh, you know obviously do that, uh, but it's it's a big deal when kids can communicate 
and and feel less frustrated. You know that they get to a point where um, they can actually express what it is they need. And 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 going back to your visual visual schedule things, uh, you can do your entire day. You know, sounding board is another great app that. Uh, that we set up where you come down and, and you have the breakfast routine. So you go through the breakfast routine and you press a, a button that we've got on there that says done. And then what's next after breakfast? Well, it's getting ready for school. And then you go through that routine. And once you get ready for school, what happens next? Then you just keep going through these boards of PEX cards, if you like, on your iPad. And it's just a whole new world for these kids because they can now communicate and they can now understand uh, what it is that has to happen, and they can relay that to you. Well, you know, when you're talking about opening a world, and I think that that really is the perfect way of putting it because it's truly what it does. And you open this world with your child at home with the iPad, but the child's world needs to be opened in school. And a lot of schools now are incorporating this into their um, programs. So how... Does a parent approach a school? Do most schools allow this in the IEP? And is it difficult for a teacher to learn it so that they can communicate with the child? Um, well, you definitely can get an, an iPad written into your child's IEP. And we, we have done that actually with, um, with Leo. One of his IEP goals is to work on WH questions like who, what, when, where, why, how. Uh, well, not not that how it's a WH question, but um, so Mobile Education Store has a great app called Question Builder, and though it requires literacy to use it, if Leo's using it in the classroom, it generates WH questions randomly that he can use with his um, his team, and so they do. They have it as part of the IEP, um, and I've actually gone into the class and I've done training sessions for Leo's class. They've been very receptive to it because there are so many apps, and a lot of teachers are very pressed for time and don't always have time to explore them. Um, I think that actually is something that parents can do. If parents really know the apps that work for their kids, they really know how their kid can learn from the iPad, I think it's okay to offer to go in and, and do a demo session and you know a friendly training session with the class staff to let them know how this works because Again, not everybody who's in education has the time to come up to speed with these the new technology. I mean, the iPads have only been around for a year and a half. So. Uh, it's amazing. It really is. It's absolutely amazing because they only have been around for such a a short time. Yes. Yeah. I th I think one of you know the the question you just asked is is probably I'm going to say the most asked question by a special needs parent about getting your iPad into your IEP and and uh, uh we 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 just had we delivered an iPad to a parent in Ohio last week and they went for their IEP meeting today and we got an email earlier saying earlier saying that she just got the iPad into the IEP um so she was over the moon uh, about that um because everybody could see within a week uh, the difference that it made with the exercises she was doing i know she was trying to learn her colors and matching the you know matching the two colors you have two orange balls can you drag them together and so on and so forth so it has a big impact when you do things like that what the way that we did it was um we videoed uh, our son using the iPad at home uh and then we took it in and we okay. showed everybody the video and it was almost an immediate response saying we can see that this has he learns differently he doesn't you know he doesn't learn the way that we expect him to learn or uh, we think he's going to learn, but 
the things that we ask him to do with a pen and a paper or a pencil and paper that he may have issues with, you put the same exercise in front of him on an iPad and give him a stylus, and there is no issue. So, so I think with the yeah, with the iPad being so new, nobody really understands what that means. I think yet, Um, but it's certainly these kids need to be given the opportunity to show every single person, all of the teachers and all of the parents involved, that they are learning, they are listening, they are capable, and they just need the right tools to be able to express it. Yeah, I say it all the time. These kids aren't just special in their needs. They're special in their brilliance, and this is a tool that really lets them show that. Um, We have a lot of people on the chat, and um, we have one person, um, Dave, who is asking if there are any apps for manners. And, uh, you know, and to even extend that, are there any apps that help with behaviors? Manners. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, somebody better start building up a a manners app. Well, I know that, the, again, the mobile education store has a lot of really great apps about social skills, and probably Gary could answer this question better because he actually has done so many videos on these, these apps in terms of what, mm-hmm. in terms of teaching social cues, which is a big part of being able to, right. uh, of social reciprocity, right? Yeah. So. I, I think, you know, we, I think with man, just, just sure, can I, do you want to answer that? Go right ahead. No, no, go ahead. Okay, so with the with the with the manners, like Shannon just said, I think it's not so much if there's an app for that. Um, there are plenty of apps that can do that. Uh, you know, going back to uh, you know mobile education store that has the uh, speech journal, um, and then you have Pictello, and you have all of these other apps that you can. Um, uh, My pictures talk by uh, Graham Bay and things like that. You can you can make these apps do whatever you want. Uh, See, Touch, Learn is another one, which is almost like an ABA therapy type of app. But you can put the pictures in there, and you can have the voiceovers, and you can have the you know the video in there, and then people can learn like that. So you have these apps that become vessels for you to make your own lessons and make your own uh, sessions with your child, or or even if your therapist is using it with your child to learn manners. I mean, every you know, not everybody has mm-hmm. the same manners. We know the general manners, but uh, we're all different. So it's better to make your own app, social story, if you like, about manners, uh, and learn it that way using you know, some right. of the apps but that we've already But your talked. family and your lifestyle. Absolutely. Exactly, right. Exactly. Um, we have some callers that are not calling in. I've taken their um, area codes who have a comment. Um, so why don't we take one or, you know, why don't we just take one or two calls, and then we're going to start talking about the incredible work that both of you are doing. So let's just take this, and we're going to take AS Parenting. Yay! So, uh, <laughs> AS, yay! Hey, how are AS Parenting. Hi, hi Shannon. Welcome to the hey. Clash. How hi, are Jay. you? I'm good. Um, Shannon knows better than to let me in here, right, Shannon? Uh, well, there's a lot of things that um, I, I know you're all bringing up a whole lot and trying to do a whole lot um in talking about this, but there are some things that um, I think aren't being covered because um, I hate saying this, and uh, I don't mean any disrespect whatsoever, but your children are nonverbal. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, everyone knows I, I blog about Daniel and his iPad, and we have had decreasing success in keeping the iPad at school um, because he is verbal. They don't use it as a system tech, or since they don't use it as AAC, it's they don't 
see the point in using it as assistive technology either. So there's a great disparity when you're talking about it for AAC versus AT. Um, sure. Okay. May, I, may I say something? Well, first, first yeah. of all, my son's totally verbal. He was nonverbal past three, but he talks more than me now. Okay. Um, so we, you know, we got that into the school because there's so many other areas that he needs to work on. Um, uh, you know, as far as he's verbal, but he still needs work on his on his language. But he also needs work on his, you know, fine motor skills and executive function and reading readiness and yeah, everything and else. So it's it's a matter of I think the important part to any of this is to go in knowing what you're talking about. If you can talk to a teacher oh, on the same level. Me, Believe me, I know what I'm talking about. Um, no, I, the problem I, I, is, I'm just, yeah, go ahead. The problem is, is that um, some schools are just not as receptive to using it, especially if they are a little gun-shy with technology or mm. even after explaining thoroughly what you can do with each one. Um, well, that, yeah, that's, you know, and that, that becomes a, you know, a CSE meeting in itself. You know, that's where really yeah. being an advocate comes in. Um, yeah. Did, and um, the other you know, thing, I, 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 go, go ahead. The other thing um, was, um, I, I know y'all were talking about behavioral apps, and um, what we have found to be great success, like y'all were saying, is to create a a system of different apps to help with the behavior. So it, and I, I I totally agree, and uh, I think that there are some apps that um, that are for behavior for behavior tracking. Um, that are just as um, easily used. And then, of course, there's um, uh, the ones, Shannon, I'm having a hard time remembering what they are. They they have the, um, the sorry. It's <laughs> um, okay. The, the sample packs, but then they also have the pay-for ones as well. So mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, they're the light versions and then they have the, the full versions. Yeah. Um, so which, which so, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna um we have to get to a couple of more things here yep. and we're gonna be um giving away an iPad in a few minutes. So thank you. Thank you for calling in. And no, um you know it's just amazing eight. to me how so many people it's just you know, in, and like Gary said, in a short year how many people have, you know, used it and now want to um, you know, have it in their classrooms. So thank you for calling in. Um, so, so you know, really, I mean, do you think most schools are receptive to having them? And, you know, it is an expensive item. It is something that's very fragile. Um, you know, how do these young kids um, take care in transporting them back and forth from home to school? Well, um, I will have to say in Leo's case, we've been extremely fortunate that um, a really generous parent from his school, he goes to a dedicated autism school, uh, a really generous parent donated an iPad to every class, so we don't actually have that issue. But there is a child in the class who transports his own iPad, and I know that that child has an OtterBox Defender case (laughs) on his iPad, which is... Uh, it's basically one of the cases that you could probably drive a tank over the iPad and it would be fine. So wow. I know. Okay, that's, great. Yeah, yeah I know there, that, that's what that family does. Yeah, there's many there's many cases out there, um, and they're getting better and better by the day. Gumdrop makes a, a great case. Kraken, uh, Griffin Survivor is a case that's uh, military tested and, and things like that. 
uh, eyeballs, uh, big grips. All of these cases uh, seem to be being made because these people are starting to understand that these are kids. A lot of kids are using the iPad, uh, and they're not as, um, you know, they don't care if it costs $500. They don't care if it costs a million dollars. Right. It's it's an iPad, um, and it plays Angry Birds. So um, they're going to drop it on the floor, and they're going to throw it around the room, and, you know, and so on and so forth. So so the developer, the, the, the case developers are onto this, uh, which is great for us because it helps to protect the iPads that come with screen protectors so that kids that may have, um, you know, a, a drooling problem, uh, mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't get onto the iPad and things like that. So people are really listening to, uh, you know, parents that have children with special needs and what what is important. But um, we certainly have a we 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 use a variety of different cases. It all depends on what my son's favorite color is for the day, um, <laughs> and and that's what we end up putting on. And and we we protect it that way. He takes it you know backwards and forwards. So, well, Gary, people are going to need cases because you have a campaign. And you are doing incredible work to get these iPads in the hands of the kids that they can truly help. So tell us about what you're doing and what's going on, because you have a couple of projects going on. Yeah, we have uh, a lot of things going on. For, uh, very quickly, I'll just mention we have, a, we have a very big app party coming up this weekend. Um, starts on Friday and ends on Sunday. Um, where we have uh, you know over 100 developers that have become friends uh, over the past few months and make great apps and um, we have we started a, a campaign to try to get iPads into as many hands of uh, kids that need them as we possibly could and so far to date we've given away 25 iPads around the world and five iPods and over 10,000 apps um, yeah. but the campaign that's just ended is the 50 iPad campaign and we're going to announce on Sunday night um, who the 50 people in the United States are that are going to get an iPad, and there's one child per state. Um, once we announce that, I will uh, then basically start a tour of the United States and drive around and deliver each one of those personally uh, to those Why? children. Um, on each of those iPads, we've got very generous donations from uh, developers, again, such as TouchChat, um, uh, SpeechEasy, another one which I, I was talking to, Lynn, the developer tonight, uh, my underwear, which uh, everybody who's listening to probably knows what my underwear is, and I'm not being rude. Um, but it's a great app, and it's a lot of fun. And again, you know, mobile education store, Grand Bay, all of the all of the people that are in this society are really into doing this, and it's something that's really special. So that's something that we're doing this weekend. Um, the big news for us tonight is that we actually got um, non-profit uh, status today. Um, so we've been waiting on that and deciding if we wanted to do it. And now that we have it, now this campaign is out of the way, uh, the next things we've got coming up are uh, three campaigns. The first one is to deliver 20 iPads in Canada, um, along at the same time to deliver 20 iPads in Australia and four iPads in New Zealand. And then we have the big one. We have 500 iPads in 100 schools in the United States. Um, and that is using uh, a fundraising app by uh, a company called Bold Education, um, where we'll have a representative of A4 CWSN in every single state of the country, and we'll fundraise to make that happen. So we hope that by the end of next year, uh, we'll have given away, uh, um, fingers crossed, somewhere close to a 1,000 iPads. Oh, my God. I mean, you must feel so good. I feel great just just 
presenting you today and letting you give one <laughs> iPad away. I mean, you know, you're really changing lives. It's incredible. So we're we're doing uh, you know, it because we've seen what it can do. So that's that's what people need to right. understand. There's no there's no there's no other there's no greater reward than than your child who may be nonverbal or or may have another disability, whatever it is. We have parents on our Facebook page. We have over 90 different disabilities or or, or disorders um, mm-hmm. that we deal with and talk about. So there's nothing more rewarding than than giving some some child a, a child a device and and getting a reaction uh, that you've either never seen or you didn't know was possible or anything like that it's it's uh, it's really um it's really amazing it's an amazing feeling and i don't think i can explain it unless you experience it i can't imagine you know i'm going to, i want to talk that's actually my one of my last questions is about other disorders and special needs but let's pick the person who's going to get the ipad so gary pick a number from 1 to 10 from one to ten, my gosh, that's uh, um, okay. I'm going to go for David Beckham's number, and that would be number seven. Actually, it's number twenty-three now, but it used to be number seven. Okay, you're making me very confused. Okay, so um, area code three one seven seven one four three one seven seven one four. Are you on the line? Yes. Hello. Congratulations. Oh my gosh, are you serious? I'm very serious. <laughs> Say hello to Gary and Shannon. Hi, this is Chris. Hi, Chris, how are you? Good, how are you, Gary? I'm great, where do you live? Indianapolis. Oh, that's great. I guess I'll be coming to see you uh, with an iPad. Wow, I cannot wait to meet you. You are just such an amazing person with everything that you're doing. That's fantastic. Well, Tell us you. a little bit about your child, Chris. Well, I have two children that have um, childhood apraxia of speech, so they've got severe speech delays. And um, my three-year-old is just starting to say a few words, but most people that don't know him can't understand him. And then my five-year-old started school this year, and she's doing pretty well, but still needs a lot of work with speech therapy. And <laughs> so I know there's a lot of great apps for speech programs. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm just speech, thrilled. Speech easy. I'm just thrilled for you. Great app for you. Yeah, that's fantastic. Are you a fr- are you a friend on our Facebook page, Chris? Yes, I am. Okay, well, make sure you drop me a line tonight and uh, say hello, and then we'll know who you are. Okay, do you want me to do it on the Facebook page or send you an email? Uh, why don't you do both, and then we can all celebrate your win on Facebook, and you and I can talk personally on email. Okay, great. Thank you so much. No, you're welcome. I'm, I'm glad okay. that we get you an iPad. Um, I'm so happy for you. Terrific. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. So, you know, both of you, Shannon and Gary, you know, we spoke a lot about autism because that's what's touched your lives. But um, what other disorders is this helpful for? Obviously, the apraxia, I would imagine, sensory processing disorder. There would be a lot of different issues. Um, But, you know, give us a short list of other disorders that the iPad is useful for. Um, Well, I know definitely for some kids with cerebral palsy, um, Mm. we're using it especially as not just, again, not just AAC, but for entertainment. I know that um, there was a story that just uh, uh, made the rounds this week about a little girl who, I believe her name is Kaylee, who um, uses her iPad in the classroom and, and, you know, they thought that it was just for speech, but so then it was discontinued because 
I can't read. I think it was that there weren't funding for it anymore, and and they said that it wasn't a dedicated device, which is something that you hear a lot about the iPad. Well, it's not a dedicated device, so we're not going to cover it. And they took it away, and this little girl who is nonverbal, not able to communicate, she basically. I I just remember the the phrase in the article is that like she basically cried so hard, like she almost popped her G tube out. It was just, you know, they took away this 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 made such a difference for her in the classroom, and she didn't have any other way to communicate or play as effectively. And they thought it was just because, of, you know, just because of checking a box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of form. Right. Um, but I know that um, for a lot of people with fine motor as well, and you get this in a lot of conditions, not just with CP or autism, um, it, it, it works for people all over, of all ages. I know that I've had adults who have autism and fine motor skills challenges, um, especially people who have never had any kind of therapy because they didn't get a diagnosis until later in life and so never had any of the OT support that our kids have. They use apps like Dexteria or Me Moves um, yeah. that, are, that are actually you know, self-regulating OT apps and they actually can use them therapeutically in a way that they well, never had an opportunity. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. But this really can be a calming tool. And, you know, you were talking about, um, you were talking a little bit before about the teens. And I know, Gary, you said that, you know, you're real, um, really more based at the younger ages. But um, I know that there are some assistive technology devices where, um, you know, you can put in, say, a McDonald's app. And, um, you know, they can go to McDonald's and they don't have a voice so that they can use this device to order food and, uh, you know, are there any type of apps for the iPad yet for something like that? You, well, you can make that app. I mean, that's the, oh, that's the beauty okay. of it. You can make yeah. any using any of these amazing, you know, AAC apps. You can uh, even the basic ones. You can you can do that. You can even do that with you know first then visual schedule, which which Shannon talked about earlier today. It's just a matter of getting the pictures, taking the photos, putting them in the right place, putting them in the right order, and then teaching the child or the adult that when they go to this place, this is the button they press because that's the screen or that's the page they're going to need to communicate in McDonald's. Um, so every, it's almost, you can imagine creating something, then it can be created. Is that, do you agree, Shannon? I think that's pretty... Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And again, for people who, especially if you have an iPad 2 where you can take pictures and exactly. create your own content on the fly, you can do anything you want. <laughs> you can yeah, create exactly. any kind of content you want and absolutely 100% customized. And so quickly. Yeah, Shannon, be- you know, before, because I don't want to run out of time, and this is just, you know, we discussed this, you know, just before um, we went on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not aware of it, and I wish I had known about it because I would have been promoting the heck out of it. <laughs> um, but through Thinking Person's Guide to Autism, you are doing dialogues. Yes. So can you just in like a minute and a half tell us what it is <laughs> and how people can get there? Because sure. this is incredible. Okay. Well, this is it actually doesn't have anything to do with the iPad, but um on Thinking Persons Guide to Autism, we are hosting. We're not we are not, we ourselves the editors are not posting. We're hosting a series of dialogues posts between adults with autism and parents of kids with special needs and and people like Melody who just called in who is an autistic advocate herself and is parenting a child with autism. And Melody actually provided one of our posts. And what we're doing is basically trying to start a conversation that hasn't really happened before because a lot of times um, adults on the spectrum and then parents of kids uh, are can be at cross purposes because we don't really understand each other's needs very much and sometimes we come into conflicts when in fact things like the rights of 
you know, autistic adults to have leadership in the community and the fact that a parent has a child with severe needs who might not be able to have a leadership role, those actually are separate issues. And so we talk about the fact that what we do for one child, as Melody has said, what we do for all of us helps us all, no matter what our abilities Mm -hmm. are. And so it's basically a community building and dialogue exercise that um, I don't know I haven't really seen anything much like it before, and I, I think it's phenomenal, and it's not easy. It's hard work. It's complicated. It's messy, and it's been phenomenal. So we're going. the series is continuing through the end of this week at Thinking Person's Guide to Autism. You know, I told you, you know, before that uh, when my daughter first um, became ill with pandas when she was four years old, and I was scared to death, and I... It was just a horrible time, and I just, as she started growing, I just wanted to understand her, and the best thing I ever did was to go to a support group for teenagers with Tourette's Mm -hmm. and OCD because Mm -hmm. it changed my life and the way I looked at everything for her. So what you're doing is just unbelievable. And Gary, 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 uh, it really is. Where can, um, how can we give back to you? Because you are just, you know, doing amazing work. Um, and, you know, these iPads cost money, and you do have, you know, fundraisers going on. So tell us what we can do to help um, apps for children with special needs. Well, it's it's a very tough question, actually, because we, um, you know, the whole thing is, is really turned into a massive uh, support group. I think we're approaching 6,000 people in since March on Facebook, um, and it's become a big family. Um, they've all got these different disorders. Most of us have got children with special needs uh, or their teachers or their therapists, but it's become something that everybody wants to be able to uh, be able to talk freely as much as they want to, of course, on a public site, um, and discuss things and get help and ask advice and give advice and all that sort of stuff. So we find the best way... It's, it's not about money. It's not about anything like that. And I think with the community being as strong as it is, we'll, get, we'll do that. We'll raise the money. Uh, and now that we're a nonprofit, we'll be able to approach uh, you know, many other places. So I'm not really concerned about that. The support is always welcome. Donations of iPads, iPods, anything you want would be absolutely amazing. But the important thing about everything is community. Uh, being able to come to a place like Shannon was talking about uh, and like we've got going now, um, and just feel that you have someone to talk to that understands what you're talking about uh, and can be there. And, and, and what I hear every single day is uh, parents, uh, you know, turning around saying, thank you uh, for introducing me to uh, Mary Jane, who lives in Australia. And now those two are best friends, and, and they're on the other side of the world, but their children are going through the same thing, and now they talk every day. So I think there is no better important. resource for a parent than a parent who's been there. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, so um, we're starting to run out of time. Yep. Um, you know, Gary, tell us your website and Shannon. Um, well, everyone knows the you know, uh, Thinking Person's <laughs> Guide to Autism. Um, but you know, if you can both quickly just give me your websites, and then I want to take one caller because we have Dave who's been on chat and he is just chomping at the bit to come on. So, um, Gary, where can people find you? Uh, they can find us in two places. We have apps for children with special needs. You can either type the whole URL, which is apps for children with special needs, spelt out, or you can type A, the number four, and then cwsn.com. And then the Facebook page is, again, you know, facebook.com 
forward slash A4, the number four, CWSN, and those are the places that you can you can get a hold of me. Okay. And we are going to go off the air in one minute, but we will stay on to take this caller, and it will play in archive, um, so it will be on tape. Shannon, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me at www.squidalicious.com, S-Q-U-I-D-A-L-I-C-O-U-S, which is a very silly name. <laughs> Great name. Yeah. It, it really is a great name. <laughs> and was, you don't forget it either. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, listen, the two of you are just incredible. You're amazing advocates. You're amazing parents. And, you know, I'm just so happy that you came on. And, Gary, thank you so much for – you could hear it in Chris's voice just how thrilled she was that she's going to be able to help her children. That was yeah, pretty that's cool. Great. It's my pleasure. Okay. And now I am going to bring on Dave. Um, he wants to talk to us about how the iPad has changed his child's life and how it is being um, in his IEP. So, oh, Dave, are you on? How are you doing? Uh, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, hi, Dave. Sure. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Gary, you know who I am. Uh, I'm I'm Dave from Massachusetts, Dave 0156. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, my God. How are you? <laughs> how's it going? I follow you Thank everywhere, you. man. I, I'm, I'm so happy to talk to you about this. I'm Absolutely. so nervous because I'm afraid my kid's going to run up on on me and say, get off the phone, get off the phone, come with me. Come ah, with me. We're used to it. <laughs> don't worry about that. We're used I, to I'm it. actually outside holding the door closed because in case he oh. comes, I, I don't want him to you know, interrupt us. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, uh, today I had an IP meeting and uh, I spoke to you know everybody there, all the teachers and the person in charge. and Well, actually, we're all in charge. But anyway, uh, I was telling them that I want uh, you know my son Jake to bring an uh, iPad to school because – he gets a lot of downtime, and he ends up playing with trains and things like that. And, uh, you know, as a reward, he can, like, you know, watch his Thomas videos on YouTube or something like that, you know? And uh, the, other thing is, the other thing is all these apps that he uses, especially the book apps, he, uh, he memorizes every single word, and it's almost become any word in those books are like sight words to him. Uh, I can show him a word even out without the app, and he knows, you know, what that word is exactly. You know what I mean? Even yeah. the long words that kids his typically his he's three he's uh, five years old he's in uh, kindergarten, and he can he can he 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 knows every word that he's ever seen, and he could recite entire books, uh, you know, like the Dr. Seuss books and right. you know all those other apps, but. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, an iPad is like the, the greatest thing ever invented for children with autism because they're so visual, you know. And uh, yeah, we're know, certainly we're, we're certainly visual learners. Uh, our children, I should say, are certainly you know visual learners, and I think this tool, the iPad, is uh, is um, certainly uh, an, an, an enormous aid when it comes to that type of learning, like you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, well, you know, so I'm. Glad I got the chance to talk about it, you know. Yeah, it's great. Well, Dave, I'm, thank you so much for jumping on the chat and, um, yeah. you know, sharing with other parents because that's really what this is all about. Um, you know, and it's people like you that are going to tell another parent who's going to tell another parent, and a lot of kids' lives are going to change. So that's thanks right. for coming I, I on chat. I, 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 can I just say one more thing? Sure. I wish I was in on that 50 iPad contest or whatever, <laughs> but, uh, you know, originally – uh, originally, I, I felt like my maybe my kid wasn't as bad on the spectrum to deserve one, 
You know what I mean? Wow. Because I knew there was other children that were worse off that could have, you know, used an iPad. And I wish I would have done it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's well, why I try me, to do it tonight because, you know. Let me say one thing very quickly about that because I know a lot of people have that sort of thought. We don't base the – we do not base the decision that is just – that we make on – who gets an iPad on who's the most disabled. We don't do it like that. We we look at it as a learning tool. The iPad is a learning tool. It's not a toy, it's not anything else. And we don't base it on oh, you know, somebody's got is more uh disabled than the others so, so they should get it first. We 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 talk to we try to base it on parents that are real advocates for their child. They want to see progress. They want to get involved. They want to be there because a parent the iPad is great, but the iPad is nothing. If you're if you're not there with it, if you're not there with your child and the iPad, forget it. Just don't even bother getting an right. iPad. You've got to be there. You've got to be there all the time to find out the right programs, to see what your child's doing, and so on and so forth. So we really base things on, uh, you know, obviously what the children have, but also at the same time, it's just as important that the parents are real advocates for their kids. So never feel that your child isn't deserving, because if you are going to take this journey with your child for the rest of your life, uh, your child's just as deserving as any other. Yeah, yeah. All needs matter. All needs matter. And I think, honestly, if I I could just add, I think that a lot of times children who um, can be more integrated into typical classrooms, into typical social situations, but who don't actually have the social skills, who need support with their social skills and interacting, they actually can have a, a more rough time than children like my son, who we got, he speaks what we call fluent requesting, but he's not fully conversational and he's not reading yet. It's very obvious what his needs are. It's very obvious what kind of support he needs for the most part. And for kids whose needs are less obvious, I think something like that the iPad that is so incredibly flexible and lets them learn at their own pace and invest in their social skills at their own time is actually incredibly valuable. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Well, I can tell you this. I think this is my 180-something show, and I can honestly say this, I think, is my favorite. Um, <laughs> just fantastic. That's just awesome. fantastic. Awesome. Just thank really, you. I'm loving it. So thank you all again. Dave, thank you, and good luck Thanks. to you and your family. And um, Shannon? I want to invite you to be on my other show, um, Talking Parenting, and I want to talk about dialogues because that is just so important. And, Gary, God bless. What you're doing is amazing. Oh, thank Um, you very much. And also, as I said at the beginning of the show, um, this is our last Wednesday night blog talk radio. We will still be doing Sunday nights, and we have the most incredible guests coming up. I will be posting them soon. Um, And not to worry, because we have five new shows on our new network, um, Special Needs Talk Radio. Check out specialneedstalkradio.com, and you will find incredible hosts, Dr. Lynn Kenny, Dr. Gary Brannigan, Dr. Howard Margulies. We have um, Jennifer Laviano, who's a special education attorney. You need it. We've got it. So check it out, Special Needs blog, um, Special Needs Talk Radio Network. And again, thank you very much. As we end each show, you are your child's best advocate. If not you, then who? Become an informed, educated parent here on the Coffee Clutch. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>